Hello and welcome to another exciting, mind-altering, contrarian podcast with your host, Vaughn Berkeley. Today we have a special interview segment and we will be interviewing Richard Lalchan, an author based in the UK. And he will share with us some amazing insights on buzz. Stay tuned, that's coming up next. You're listening to the Berkeley Life Biz Podcast with Vaughn Berkeley. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another podcast episode with your host, Vaughn Berkeley. I have with me today Richard Lalchan. Richard is an author, a podcaster, and he has so many wonderful things to share. I'm honored that we're able to get him today um, to have this interview with him. So Richard, please tell our listening audience a little bit about yourself. Well, thank you for your kind welcome, Vaughan. It's good to, good to be here. Um, so I'm Richard Louchin. I'm based in the UK in a little town called Watford, which is um, not too far from London. I do quite a few things. I'm, I've been working with individuals and businesses to build their web presence. I've been doing that for over 15 years now. I also run a group called Creatives Hub, which is the, whose mission is essentially to help creatives get out of the shackles of procrastination, break out of fear, growing confidence and get stuff done. Because, you know, we all have wonderful ideas to do stuff and life gets in the way and a little bit of accountability is good. And I also run a podcast network as part of Creatives Hub. And as, uh, as you mentioned, I'm uh, writing my um, first sci-fi novella. Ooh. When did you first realize that you were an author? See, that's a really interesting question. Um, you could almost say, what is an author? Is an, is an author someone who's got something published? Which if, if that's the case, then I'm not an author. Is it someone who's actually written something, you know, fully, but it just hasn't been published yet? Which if that's your definition, then I would be considered an author. And because I've, I've finished the first draft of my book and sort of well into the second draft of, of it now. In terms of when I realised I was, I'm not, yeah, not entirely sure I can give a specific <laughs> answer to that one. Well, I'll tell you a little bit about me. Like, mm. I've always felt that I loved writing. And I knew one day I had to write my own book. Like, I had mm. to be in this, you know. It was a, a love. And so, while I can't pinpoint a specific date, I know from as way back as I can remember, I would have this someday in my life. Yeah. And you're moving on to writing. Was it a few years ago you felt, mm, this is something I want to do. I have to have my novella created. Like, yeah. There must have been some sort of draw inside of you, right, to get it. Yeah, definitely. I think almost with, with any creatives, you you have this desire to have that creative outlet to do something. And I don't think it's always a case of having a specific story to tell, because I, I didn't have that with my book. I had elements of these different characters. I had elements of different scenes, but I, I didn't have a, like a fully fledged story. It was only one, once I started writing that the story was slowly being fleshed out. So you hear of these people, these authors who pretty much have known the story, for at least the beginning, middle and end. But that wasn't me. So I kind of work, working it out as I went along. We'll take a brief break and be right back.
Want a highly qualified medical professional, best-selling author, and magazine publisher as your personal health and wellness coach? This exclusive opportunity is only for highly motivated, success-driven individuals. Jenny Berkeley's been on TV, radio, and met a head of state. She's very selective of her clients. To complete an application for consideration, go to http colon slash slash www.eatingforeternity.org slash working dash with dash Jenny. And welcome back. So, tell us a little bit about your novella. This is interesting as well because it's it's changing. Uh, so, the part I'm at at the moment. So, we've got um. So, I've done the first draft. I've had my editor look at it and come back with a raft of changes, and, and some of them are quite significant. I can I'll tell you a sort of overall what it's about, but elements of of it may broad, may broad change stroke. so yeah, broadly broad so so basically something's happened it seems like a huge event something that's affected not only our main character in the book ben Harmon, but his family residents of the city where he lives and possibly much wider i never actually say what the event is but it seems to have unwittingly um sort of initiate been initiated by ben's actions so it's said in the future it's set about 20, uh, 2056, 2073, I should say. Oh, that's another bit that's changing in the second draft. Um, so as the story goes on, we're given a few more clues as to um, what's happened, but nothing in detail. Uh, all we can work out is Ben has, has been the cause as, of this event that's happened. And through this event, he's been forced to part with his daughter. It's his only daughter who's um, aged three at the time. And... Um, She's been kidnapped by this terrorist group. And for what reason they want her, it, again, it's all, you know, he hasn't got a clue. So as the story goes on, you know, Ben is very much alone. You kind of get this sense that, you know, no one particularly seems to want to help him to, to, to find her. So he gets very much consumed in his own thoughts and, and his own life. Um, and he's a writer himself. And writing is his creative outlet that helps him sort of process you know, this whole panic time as he's trying to find out what on earth is happening um, with his daughter. And through literally bumping into um, a, a girl called Esme, who kind of knows more about him than he realises. Uh, I don't want to give too much away there. And um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and and so she she drops some clues as to why people have sort of been leaving the city and um and she knows a little bit more about his daughter than than he realizes at first and oh. and, and so she kind of leads him on on this sort of quest to, to find out what's really happened and part of it they become embroiled in this war there's these two factions in this sort of off-world colony alice the daughter is playing quite a key role in being able to deliver peace in the long-term future but yeah, he gets kind of embroiled into this war, which, and he doesn't realise just how much he is involved through his daughter because they want her for a particular reason, which again I don't particularly want to give away. All right, oh. all right. Yeah, you're, you've teased us. Oh, I, I, I want to. I want to see. I want to see some words now. <laughs> good, I'm good. Feeling, you're, you're good at this. Man. You're teasing me out. Here. I really, 
Man, <laughs> it sounds like it'll be an exciting, exciting story. Mm. Good, I hope so. It's always difficult when you're, you know, you're talking about, particularly at this stage where I know um, certain key elements might might change a lot. But um, but yeah, I'm glad you think it's um, it's it's intriguing. Yeah, I'm sure our listeners will be uh, really curious now. Oh man. Okay, <laughs> so what made you decide on this particular? genre this this setting for this novella it's based in the future yeah um how did you come up with that sort of idea well i've always been a lover of sci-fi so uh, pretty much as far as i can remember i've um I, well i studied film at at college as well so and some of my favorite films of all time been things like uh 2001 stanley kubrick uh, and arthur c Clarke's, and um and novels like do androids dream of electric sheep, which went on to be Blade Runner? So, so sci-fi has kind of been something that's very, very strong with me. So, and the other thing I think love about sci-fi is that you're you're starting with a completely blank canvas. So, if you don't, and I talk about this in some of my newsletters, you know, if you if you don't like gravity, <laughs> just don't write gravity in. You know, you can, you, it's just it's unending what you can do, all the possibilities when you're writing something that's sci-fi. So, I like that idea and that challenge. But this particular book is kind of really when it, when you boil it a lot of it down, it really comes down to relationships. So, you've got this key relationship between a father and his daughter. You've got the relationship. This bit isn't given too much away. Um, Ben's wife dies right at the beginning of the story. That, so, and mm. so, so that relationship as well. And then, you know, him bringing up his daughter on his own. And then you've got the relationship between sort of families and also in some extent the state in terms of what modern society, how it kind of reacts to this man who's, whose daughter's been kidnapped, you know. So that, those kind of things and and big organisations. So how they all the connections between them all is I'm always fascinated by by connections and by people and relationships in that way. So that plays quite a strong part throughout the whole book, really. We'll take a brief break and be right back. Want a highly qualified medical professional, best-selling author, and magazine publisher as your personal health and wellness coach? This exclusive opportunity is only for highly motivated, success-driven individuals. Jenny Berkeley's been on TV, radio, and met a head of state. She's very selective of her clients. To complete an application for consideration, go to http colon slash slash www.eatingforeternity.org slash working dash with dash Jenny. And welcome back. Now, you came onto the radar when I saw your newsletter. You were doing something very, very interesting with this novella. Mm. In, way, in the way that you are beginning to promote it, your strategy. And it caught my attention. So, please share with our listeners uh, the strategy mm-hmm. that you're using to promote your book. Yes, well, um, I guess the first thing I need to say is obviously... I've not released my book yet, so this is all the ideas and this is a strategy that I hope will work and I have seen work for other people. But, I mean, some of the some of the key things, I think, you know, many people wait until they have the final product 
before they think about marketing. And, and I believe this is a big mistake. Having been involved in the web industry for sort of over 15 years and have uh, and I've you know helped to market and helped to promote other websites and build it, I, I know how important this is. So you really want to start marketing and getting the word out before you actually finish your product as such, in this case, the, the book. Because essentially you want to be in a position that when you're ready to launch, you've already got your community, you've already got the people who are interested in it because you've promoted it enough, you've teased you know, about it. So you've immediately got a market of people who are waiting to, for you to release your book. So things like obviously having the website early. I've, I've had the website for, I can't remember how long now, Maybe maybe a year or maybe possibly even longer. I can't remember, but it, uh, quite a, a long time. You know that I've used that to build up my mailing list as well. So, you know, I have people who are genuinely interested and want to find out more about the book. So you need to it's talking about the book, getting it on other people's radar, trying to build up the sort of anticipation for this forthcoming release. You know, I have many people asking me, you know, when's the book coming out? And that's a great position to be in, you know, that people are interested enough to want to know when you're going to finish. And so I guess the other thing for me, which is which is more of a personal thing, which kind of encompasses a sort of my life mission, if you like, is because I want to everything I do, I want to encourage and equip and motivate other people to be all they can be. So so I, so that in doing that, it's about letting people follow in my journey. So sharing my journey as I go along. So like I'm not a published author, but I'm learning about all this stuff as I go along. So the more I share that with people, the more I can encourage. And I know it has done already because I have people emailing me saying, uh, well, actually some people have emailed me sent, sending me their work, um, some great stuff which people have sent, um, sent me. And that's really encouraging. If, if I've in any way helped inspire other people write and get their stuff out, then that's brilliant you know that's that that's kind of part of what i'm about and i guess the other thing as well is um in terms of the strategy is connecting with other people so i became a member of the um alliance of independent authors and as you'll see the badge on my website there and so through that i've been to various different events so i've got to speak with other authors who've been there done it and i've always intended to self-publish so i've always you know i've wanted to find out much more about that area as well so yeah, connecting with I went to the London Book Fair as well and connected with a lot of people there and, and various other conferences. I went to some on, um, on self-publishing. And so once I, the other thing as well is once I do all of that, I've then got even more information to then share with people through my newsletters and the website. So it's kind of like it perpetuates itself, but you, you want to, if you've got a website, you want to have, or a newsletter, you want to have content that people want to read. So... Mm -hmm. um, if people are following you on the journey, that's you, you know you're taking them with you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You yes, and I've I've been reading your newsletter, so I, I'm telling you yeah, it works. <laughs> I've been I've been uh, enthralled when I get an, a new version that comes out of your newsletter, and I read about your ups or your downs or what mm -hmm. new you discovered. It's been nice. It's been it, it's part of the story on the journey. Yes, yeah, I think that's a key thing as well, actually, just but being part of the story. One of the nicest comments that someone said about it when they re replied to one of my newsletters was that they likened it to um, having the sort of DVD extras that you might get on, on um, a film to get to see the behind the scenes. 
And they kind of got the feeling with my newsletters that that's what they were getting, sort of behind the scenes of some of the characters and, you know, just kind of seeing this story as it was kind of being built um, and being written. Yeah, it's it's yeah. it's good. And and um and you mentioned as well about the sort of the downs as well. I think being honest is really key cuz it doesn't always go well. You know, you have your days where you might have set aside a particular time to write and it just doesn't go well. You might get distracted and all of that. So I've been, well, as you've said, I've been quite honest in my newsletters and actually said when I've been struggling and also hopefully that's some kind of encouragement to other people as well. We'll take a brief break and be right back. Want a highly qualified medical professional, best-selling author and magazine publisher as your personal health and wellness coach? This exclusive opportunity is only for highly motivated, success-driven individuals. Jenny Berkeley's been on TV, radio, and Meta Head of State. She's very selective of her clients. To complete an application for consideration, go to http colon slash slash www.eatingforeternity.org slash working dash with dash Jenny. And welcome back. So, all right. So, many there are some of our listeners that may not know exactly what to do. They're, they're brand new. Maybe they don't have a book yet, but they have a concept and they've started to write a few things down. Do you have a couple of tips or some ideas mm-hmm. that you would like to share with them so that they can begin to follow in your footsteps? Yes, definitely. I mean, the, the first thing I would say, is, is starting is key, which sounds so obvious. How can you write a book if you don't actually start? But so many people have ideas in their head, but life gets in the way and procrastination, all distractions, and never get around to starting. So so starting it, forgetting, forget about planning, forget about working things out in detail. You know, the f- first bit of encouragement I would say is to write I know there are different strategies and different ways that some people suggest you should write. But certainly with this book, I started with sort of stream of consciousness. So I basically just wrote without a plan, just wrote. And I pro- and I got through about three chapters before I really then needed to sort of change tack and actually plan things a bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, but writing straight off without any sense of planning... I, that's what I would definitely encourage people to do to start off. Um, the other thing as well is plan the, is actually the time when you're writing. Again, a lot big excuse that a lot of people have is they don't have enough time. Whereas actually everyone, and I've written a blog post about this on the Creative Hub, you know, we might, you might not be able to find half a day. It might be quite difficult to find a day, but everyone can find 15 minutes. If you can't find 15 minutes in a day, there's something seriously wrong. <laughs> you, you got, there's a ser- serious time management. You have problem. bigger problems yeah, than not being exactly. able to write. So forget about writing in a version, yeah. So f- f- 15 minutes is what... I, I learned this off someone else, an, an ex-boss of mine who has written and published his... Uh, and got a book published. He went to a writing class and that's what... that he, That's the best a bit of advice that he said he got from them was just to have 15 minutes a day where you just focus on writing. Again, forget about the planning, just write. 
Obviously, it doesn't matter if you do more than that, but at least do 15 minutes and try and do it at the same time every day. The way that that worked for me, so I um, started writing the book in August 2010. <laughs> so mm. long while ago now. You start, you do, you know, as you start, you start with that whole sort of flurry of excitement and wanting to get stuff down. And then life gets in the way. So it wasn't until... Um, 2012 maybe maybe 13 i think that i then and this is my step two make yourself accountable to, to someone or a group so in my case i set up a group which mm -hmm. i then made myself accountable to and this was one of my mini hub groups and i agreed with them that i could have you know 15 minutes oh, i think it was half an hour actually half an hour every other day that i would write and so that's what i did and from the February of that year till June, no, till August, I did that pretty much every week without fail. And so at the end of each week, I would then write on our private forum, because that, that small group, we've got a private forum, and I'd let them know how I did. And the encouraging emails and comments that I got back was just brilliant. You know, whether I had a good week or bad week, it just really spurred me on to to get it finished. And like I say, I, I got that first draft finished um, at the end of August. Mm. And so, um, so staying accountable, I think, is a really important thing. And kind of tied in with that is sharing regularly with other people. So even if you don't have a group, if you've got sort of friends or certain people around, if you can share with them, the act of talking about it is amazingly powerful. Um, writing is often seen as a very lonely uh, pursuit. And, but you can do things about that. You know? And if you talk to people about it, I think that really, um, really helps. Mm -hmm. And then I guess the l l sort of last bit in that tip in terms of getting started, connect with other authors. Mm -hmm. you know, just you, people that have been there, that have done it. I just, just joining the Alliance of Independent Authors has been a real big help to me. I've been to... I've, I've since interviewed some authors who are members of that as well. So to, to find out how they did it, how they managed their time. So all of the kind of issues that I've been facing, I've been also able to ask other people and find out how they coped with those challenges. Mm, wow. Thanks so much for that, Richard. I think you've, you've raised some really good points here that, that um, budding authors should really uh, follow. And I think... One step yet you forgot is they need to listen to your podcast. <laughs> they yes. need to go, they need to find it. And where you interview these authors and whatever you're learning, I, I suggest they go there and they listen as well. Because Definitely. you would have some great resources there. Mm. There's a particularly, uh, if just to flag up one, um, mm. there's a particularly good uh, uh, interview with an author called Marisha Pink, who um, who quit her job to, um, uh, to write. She went around... Um, went to Thailand. Um, she lives in the UK. She went to Thailand to basically write her own, uh, first draft of her book, which is now published. And mm. she's just, just finished. In fact, she'll just finish her second book um, in a few weeks' time, or will be published in a few weeks' time. Um, and it's just great, yeah, also hearing from her as well. So I don't know whether we should I give the address out at the end or what? Yeah, you can, we'll yeah. give it uh, at the end. Yeah. But that's awesome. Oh, <clears throat> writing changes your life i believe that yeah <laughs> definitely okay um so what are a couple of challenges that you might have faced with your promotion strategy just one or two things that you did and how would you do it better i think uh, probably the, f the first one i'd say would be um building up the mailing list 
that I mean that can be t- quite time consuming and um, uh, you know because you need to be posting regular content to either your, your newsletter itself or your blog mm-hmm. um, and I haven't uh, invested as much time in that as yet because I'm I've just been so busy with other things um, so so that's something that I would if I was to do that again I'd probably do that in a slightly different way and um, make it just even easier for people to sign up um, in a multiple multiple different sort of ways um, and then I guess secondly uh, I'd probably I'd probably just kind of share it with more people mm-hmm. e- even more people um sort of early on because the thing as well is you can get um you're writing your book but initially before i'd shown it to my editor i'd shown it to a few friends and then my mini hub group were um first yeah first other people to see it but you're not you're not never sure how good it is (laughs) (laughs) so you've got that whole kind of crisis of confidence about you know i think this is good but is this going to be rubbish basically Mm -hmm. That's kind of quite hard then to um, to share it, but you just kind of need to get over that, basically. Yeah, and and of course, um, we've all read books by um, famous authors, which we thought weren't that weren't that good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. you've got people who you know um, who've spent their whole life writing book, and you know not everyone's going to like everything. So you, right. so that's mm-hmm. also a side, which is um, uh, I guess another. A quick bit of advice i'd always encourage people to get an editor mm-hmm. um always get an editor because at the very least at least you can then you know that um you know if you follow their advice and things like that you know the book is of a a particular quality a sufficient quality mm-hmm. and then after that if people don't like it it might not be their thing but it's not necessarily down to the quality of um the the book itself and the writing we'll take a brief break and be right back Want a highly qualified medical professional, best-selling author, and magazine publisher as your personal health and wellness coach? This exclusive opportunity is only for highly motivated, success-driven individuals. Jenny Berkeley's been on TV, radio, and Meta Head of State. She's very selective of her clients. To complete an application for consideration, go to http://www.eatingforeternity.org/working-with-jenny. And welcome back. So how can our listeners learn more about you and connect with you? So in terms of the book, the best way is to go to my website, which is richardmlalchin.com. From from that site, you'll then be able to sign up to the newsletter. And also there's links to Facebook and Twitter. And my, my Twitter handle is, um, is rmlalchin. That's L-A-L-C-H-A-N. So um, those are the best ways. And then um, on in terms of uh, the Creatives Hub side, if you're interested in finding out about the podcasts or the um, these mini hub accountability groups, then um, yeah, if you go to Creatives, that's plural, CreativesHub.co.uk, and um, you'll see a link for podcasts. 
and Insight podcast is the one um, where we interview a whole different range of sort of business owners, entrepreneurs, creatives, and we've got a few authors um, that we've interviewed there. So that's the best way. I think that covers covers most bases. All right. Well, I strongly encourage our listeners to go and check out um, Richard's stuff that he has, and I'll be posting the links for this on our website as well. So you can, if you didn't miss anything, check our website and then follow it straight off to Richard. Richard, thank you so much for taking your time, for sharing your energy, your passion, your ideas, and your insights with us today. We really appreciate it. No problem. Thank you for asking me. Thanks for listening to today's show. Please go to our website, cmberkeleymediagroup.com, and go to today's podcast. There you will find resources mentioned today, as well as information that you will find useful. Goodbye. You've been listening to the Berkeley Life Biz Podcast with Vaughn Berkeley. Join us again for another life-changing podcast or visit us on the web 